When was the last time you read a book which centres the lives of black women? One of the ways we love to nourish our minds is through a good book, taking the time to indulge, learn and reflect. So it is with great pleasure that we invite you to read with us. And this month we are reading In Every Mirror She's Black, written by Nigerian-American author and photographer Lola Akimade Akastrom, currently based in Stockholm. Published by Head of Zeus, the paperback edition will be available on the 9th of June 2022 in the UK and look out for our review of the book in the coming weeks. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. This is season six, episode seven. It's me, Nat, hosting today's episode. Ladies, as usual, please introduce yourselves. Hi, it's Rachel. Hi, it's Tolu. Thank you. We don't have Shan today, unfortunately, but you know, we move. So as usual, you can follow us on at BWWPodcastUK on Instagram and Twitter. And you can join the conversation using the hashtag, which is hashtag BWWPodcastUK. And our lovely website is at www.blackwomenworking.com. And we have all our episodes, a little bit about each of us and some lovely photos of ourselves. Please, please check it out. So the title of today's episode is Say My Name and it was very, very much inspired by the Destiny Child song Say My Name. Tolls, please no singing. Now listen, <laughs> it wasn't a coincidence that I chose that song. Um, Rach, can you explain to me or explain for the listeners what is actually going on in that song? What is Beyonce saying? Hmm. Well, you know, I think she's more like you know what, when I'm not there, I just want you to be talking about me, but good things, not bad things, not talking about my back negatively, but just be that person that's there and like saying to other people, you know what, Rachel's actually good at this, Rachel's actually good at this, or yeah, Rachel can help you with this, she can do that and that and that. That's what I think personally. I think it's a bit more um, sinister, shall we say, because what I was she's about saying, to say. <laughs> do you know what I mean? What she's saying is, why are you keeping your mouth shut about me? Why aren't you mentioning me? Why aren't you speaking about me so everybody knows that I'm your girl? She's saying, say Yes, a bit, attitude, a bit of attitude. When no one is around you, say, baby, I love you. Why does, like, when she's, basically she's saying, if he's there on the phone and she's not there, like, say my name. Like, because they're not saying the name is, is is looking suspect. It's just looking like you don't want to say my name because maybe exactly. there's another thing there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Trust me to get waylaid. But in a way, that is very relevant to what I want to talk about today because I actually want to talk about sponsorship. And um, there's been a lot of conversation about sponsorship, um, mentoring, and how sponsorship is really important for people of colour, black people, specifically, or obviously for us, most importantly, black women, is how we get ahead in the workplace. And the fact that we actually need sponsorship to progress to like senior leadership roles. So um, moving on from the song, I just wanted to ask you just, just to see what we're thinking. Like, what do we think sponsorship is? I feel like Rachel, you were kind of mentioning it when you were trying to do your PG version of the explanation of the Disney's Child song. <laughs> Um, what do we think sponsorship is? Um, I feel like I'd love to have a sponsor sponsoring oh, me. You know why? what? I actually would because you know what? I think well in my industry, it's a lot of this person's good at this, so she'll really be good at helping you. And I feel like when you get those like recommendations, somebody that's advocating for you, 
when you're not around, it kind of really helps you to get to where you want to go, get the right type of clients or whatever. But I feel like in different industries, it could mean different things. But I think having that person there, that's actually the person that's there for you. And you know, you can go to them, and ask them certain questions. I feel like that's very important. Tolls? Um, if we're talking about the professional sense. <laughs> I'm not talking about no, no sugar daddy, no get me on a plane. Um, so what's the sponsor? I don't actually know the official kind of, I don't know, definition of that. But in my understanding, as limited as it may be, um, it's someone who kind of, um, yeah, speaks your names in spaces where you don't have direct access to, but they have access to. And they do it in order to give you a leg up sort of like, it, it's a form of nepotism in a sense, um, but positive nepotism because they're using their connection with you and the, the relationship that they've built with you, either through mentorship or however, wherever else, to kind of say, look, this is someone who's capable of doing a lot more and could you just give them the opportunity and I'm here to vouch for them. Yeah, so that is basically that is basically it. You know me, I love a Harvest business, Harvard business review. And they basically say in one of their articles about sponsorship is that many defined it as spending one's social capital or using one's influence to advocate for a protege, which is basically what you guys said. Um, so just breaking it down um, before we get further into the conversation, there is this like concept of the A, B, C, D of sponsorship. So A is basically amplifying. So that's what Rachel's been talking about effectively saying, okay, this is my person. I know they can do this. Saying your name in rooms where you're not, the idea that they're just basically putting you forward for opportunities. And like boosting is basically where they again, similarly boost your profile, but they kind of put weight behind it. So they, it's like they have a good reputation. People trust their judgments so that when they're putting you on, people are effectively, like there's no deeper question about it. So if so-and-so says that you're good for X, everyone is like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're good for X, basically. No one challenges it. Another part of it is connecting. So it's the idea that someone who is your sponsor officially or unofficially can put you in touch with people that can help you develop skills have more opportunities just anything you kind of need from that other person so they take their positive association and transfer it and spread it around and then defending which i think is really important but doesn't get spoken about that much is basically where they say for example you have done something wrong or you haven't performed as well or there is a weakness in your performance your sponsor just comes up and be like it's just like well you know this was happening or that was happening or she needs a bit more time to do this or you know she needs a bit more help with that but it just basically effectively stops you from getting written off when people try and criticize you in the workplace so next question do we have sponsors rachel i know you said you really wanted a sponsor um so i apply implied from that that you don't have one but tolls do you have a sponsor in your workplace i don't think i have ever had <gasps> i don't believe an, you and no help me help me out help me out for I don't, I, I don't believe it <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i've ever had like an official sponsor but for sure i've had like senior colleagues who've like advocated for me and spoke up for me <laughs> that's in... a sponsor babe well, okay, fine then. In in situations, um, and said, "Ah, oh, this person is capable." Or, oh, don't let this person kind of go sort of 
they they have the strengths or just like um even like recently like co-colleagues have advocated for me in, mm-hmm. in certain situations mm-hmm. and be like nah she's done xyz she's good at this she's good at that or whatever so yeah in that sense I've had sponsors in the workplace but it's not been like a proper official thing it's something that's just happened um Mm -hmm. naturally as I've built a relationship with those um particular colleagues it's not something I've sought and perhaps I should do to be honest but yeah yeah we'll talk about that because some part of me feels like some of the best sponsors are the unofficial ones because it seems like and I've done a bit of research into it today the idea of having like formal sponsors, I'm just a bit, uh, I don't know, I don't know, but you definitely, yeah, Rachel, I'm just like hand tipping, hand tipping, but you definitely sound to me like you've had them, it's just maybe you just don't have like one big person who's like, ah, your sponsor, do you get what I mean? Yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 Yeah. that's it. All right, cool. So um, I have sponsors because obviously I'm popping. So okay. everyone in my workplace wants to be involved. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I do have sponsors. Um, I have some officially and unofficially. Um, and I've had them throughout my career. Sometimes they've done good. Sometimes they haven't done as good. I do think it's a bit of a mixed bag. But I've never like officially went up to someone and said, can you please be my sponsor? It's just as the relationship's grown, um, I've kind of seen that wow, this person really does have my back and they will they will really fight for me. And um, so it's actually been quite beneficial. So I, I, I do think that everyone does have, well, everyone has had, or I'd hope everyone had had like some form of sponsorship. Like just someone senior in your team has always like put in a good word for you, even if it's not like regularly, just one good word or one good sentence coming from the right person does mean something. I mean, it's, a basic fact, I know Tolls, you said that sponsorship is a form of nepotism. Like you can get very, very far on like public endorsement or connection alone. And I actually finished watching Inventing Anna on Netflix. Which... No spoilers, please. I'm no... still to watch that. Oh, sorry, Auntie. Oh, I've watched it. Have you watched and so it? what? I haven't. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Should, should... <laughs> but what I was trying to say effectively is that is like sponsorship on steroids, right? Mm. To the point where people are using their name to get people into rooms that they don't even deserve to be in. But it just goes to show that we talk about sponsorship at the workplace, but really is an important part of all aspects of life, you know? But the the thing that I wanna talk about why is why do we feel, why why do you think there's so much conversation around black women specifically needing sponsors if they're gonna progress? into senior roles because i feel like companies they don't if if we're being very honest they don't really want us there many of us are there just to fit like okay the diversity box we're t- mm-hmm. is ticked because we've got a black woman ceo or we've got some sort mm. of black representation or ethnic minority representation in the senior body of our staff and i feel like many of them would think twice before they're gonna hire a person of color mm-hmm. over somebody who is Caucasian, they're mm-hmm. more likely to take them. Maybe that might be because they have a lot of sponsors backing them up, or it's somebody's family member and they get true. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they don't really want us there. So for us, it's very important for us to have people that are advocating for us when we're there, when we're not there, all in different aspects for us to get to that that stage. I think personally, I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have any other opinions. No, I actually agree, Tolls. 
Um, I've never actually thought about it, to be honest with you, in the context of why mm. black women might need it. I'm not even really sure I thought about it in general, to be honest with you. But um, on off the top of my head, um, yeah, pretty much what Rachel said, really, especially when there's kind of so many, unfortunately, disadvantages that um, we're facing. That is kind of an angle avenue in which we can kind of skip over all of that crap. Um, mm-hmm. If we're able to successfully kind of make connections with people who will um, advocate for us. Um, in certain spaces so yeah I guess it's another way that people can approach you know the work environment not every day just kind of go to work and do a good job but also sometimes forge relationships that potentially could lead to you being spoken about Mm. and when you're not there but of course you need to ensure that your behavior and your professionalism um, maintains a certain level Mm. so that Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know your reputation will always precede you whether good or bad Mm. yeah exactly I mean when I did, was doing my research, a lot of the conversation about sponsorship for for black women went on hyperdrive, obviously after Black Lives Matter, that um, Black Square Summer, shout out 2020. Um, and I think a lot of people were trying, were more confident in having open conversations about why black women were not progressing in corporate workspaces, specifically when it was just acknowledged that they were doing very well professionally so like told to say and like making sure that their work was of a of a really high standard why so many of their white colleagues so many of their white male colleagues and you know other people of different um ethnic minorities were still being prioritized over them and so Mackenzie, who've done some research on this basically were just saying that you know fewer than a third um of black workers in the in the workplace actually say you know they have sponsors and that number is significantly low compared to their white their white counterparts and I think that we need to have an acknowledgement when it comes to just progression in any workplace that hard work isn't enough and like good work isn't enough and I would be so confident as to say that hard work and good work sometimes isn't even that isn't even that important compared to relationships sponsors and what people think of you and I never really clocked it until um I became a little bit more senior and I saw like quite a few of like my white male colleagues and I was like rah he doesn't have a clue what he's doing quality of his work is bum crack level but he is still seen as like the darling boy I remember there was this one time we had like um a presentation from a a group of surveyors came into the office and this guy asked one question about the market which was super 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 basic like it was a very it was like saying what comes after d in the alphabet e oh my gosh wow and everyone was like wow can't believe he asked that question I remember sitting there thinking yeah with my pick and drop at the time like he said nothing special and that's when it kind of realised, I, I very much understood that success in some workplace, in all workplaces I feel, is not just about you as a person, it's, but it's about what the people in that environment perceive to be intelligent, perceive to be good, because you can get credit for, for nonsense. Now, if I asked that question, everyone would have been like, crickets like no one would have cared and the person who responded to it probably would have been annoyed like obviously it's e like obviously 
But when he asked it with, I, I feel like he's a nice guy. So I feel like I'm just like throwing him under the bus. But when he asked the question with his like private school, in, you know, infi- infected voice, everyone was like, wow. And then the response was like, oh, oh, good question. That is a good, and I'm sitting here thinking, bruh, that is not a good question. Like that's an obvious question. If you look at the next slide, the question's been answered. So, um, sorry, you can tell, even that happened in like 2016, you can tell it's still birth. Triggered. <laughs> but that's when I realized like, it's about relationships and it's about, I hate to say it, it's like about favorites. I'm not trying to say I'm trying to be up underneath someone like that and be their favorite, but that's when I clocked. It's like, it doesn't matter how smart I am. It's really about who likes me and who has my back. And literally, that is the whole entire point. And the thing is, is we, we've said this in like episodes before. Yeah. That whole concept of um, work harder, twice as hard. Stop it. Rubbish. I want soft life. Dead Even it. me. Daddy, daddy, daddy. you got to be smarter, not work harder. Because 100%. that's how we've been working harder. And we're literally working like slaves. And then it's yeah. just people just like flying above us like, wee. But I think, Tolls, you know what you're saying? That happens when you first start working. Yes. I've got to start working. I've got to to get there 30 minutes early. All these things. No, do that. That's good discipline, guys. No, no, no. That's good discipline. Like, I'm not the the most punctual person, but I'm trying to do 2022 punctuality. (laughs) The reason I say that is because sometimes... It's okay to just be 10 minutes early. It's okay to be one minute early. Do you know what I mean? People are over overthinking things and doing too much because... You know what? Actually, there's people that are strolling after the time. They still get praise. They still get oh, employee of the month or all these all these things that happen in the workplace. They all get them. And you're thinking, so what did I do? I've been As a doing black person, XYZ. don't let that be you. Yeah, don't. <laughs> just get there on time. Get there a bit earlier. If you're getting, I get to work earlier because I just like to settle into the day before everyone starts saying, yeah, yeah, I like to eat breakfast I need to, at work. Yeah, I need to ease into it. But you're right. And I like the fact that you pulled that out, Rachel, because I was going to say that. I think it's once we kind of get to where we are in our careers, we realise after years of breaking our backs and suffering that um, actually was it all worth it? But that's the whole point of this podcast. It's to kind mm-hmm. of give people the tea and the tips so that they're not actually killing themselves before they need to. So it's just the working smarter. It's developing know, you know, the if, relationships. Do you know it's for me? If... Mm. if like one thing I've begun to realize, and I'm trying to apply this to my whole life, but obviously COVID licked me down today. You are where you are, but it's progression in any area is not necessarily about talent or ability or even Mm-mm. hard work. It's about strategy. So if you're coming in to the office half an hour early to be like, what is my plan for this week? What is my strategy for this week? Looking at my business plan or looking at my career plan, my career goals, like what have I done? Like if that half an hour time is for you to eat your breakfast and check in and re-upload the mission, then I'm here for it. If that half an hour is to come around, just be like, no, it's not necessary. That can be done from nine to nine thirty. And Sorry. another thing I want to say on that actually is you can even strategize with that coming in early because if you know there's certain people in your mm-hmm. workplace that's influential mm-hmm. that are coming in that mm-hmm. time. I, oh yeah, I come in that time. Blah. You're right, Jeff. How you doing? How's life? Use How's that your time. weekend? Exactly. How's the dog? To forge relationships. How's the because, holiday home? No, I mean because <laughs> as you're speaking, I'm thinking, okay, how have I built the relationships I have with people that have mm. advocated with me? And more times it's just through like one to ones, mm. and like I've said. 
oh, I'm not liking this thing or something, something, something. And they're like, oh, do you want one-to-ones? And more times in the one-to-ones, are we even talking about work? No, we're just gisting and mentoring. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And that's, but then through that, they get to understand my personality, who, who I am as a professional as well. And I get to understand them a bit better. And obviously you're going to advocate for the people that you know, the f- people mm-hmm. that you, you know, connect with. Even um, I'm putting myself in the shoes of a sponsee right now. I'm going to advocate for the person who makes the effort, who seems interested mm-hmm. and wants to know more. Do you know what I mean? No, I agree 100 and 110%. And I feel like, that nicely segues into how do we go about getting a sponsor. So we hear all this talk about, you need a sponsor to progress. You're sitting there at your desk, eating your um, Pret-a-Manger porridge, and you're thinking, what am I gonna do? How do I get a sponsor? Well, we have some tips for you. Well, I have some tips. Um, The best way really to go about getting a sponsor, first of all, please, I beg, do not ask anyone to be your sponsor. Please, I beg, don't do it, don't. Because it's off key. This is my view. Everyone will have their different views. I do not think sponsorship is someone putting their neck out for you in terms of trading their social capital and believing in you. You have to build that relationship. It's like someone on the train walking up to you saying, can I be your boyfriend? Would you say yes? Would you say yes? Depends how desperate I am. (laughs) Would you, you wouldn't, you'd be like, right, I don't even know, I don't even know anything about you. I don't know. Are you mad? Are you Christian? Do you have money? Are you married? Do you have children? (laughs) Do you, like, do you know, do you bath? Do you even brush your teeth? You don't know anything, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same with a sponsor. Like, they're not going to start putting their, their, their neck on the, is that how you say Neck on the line or putting their reputation on the line to advocate for you. They've never seen your work. They don't know anything about you. They don't know what you do. Like, it doesn't. Even if you feel like you're in the exclusive zone, just wait for them to like, you know, make it exclusive, make them, for them to take you on as a sponsee, whatever Tol says. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go around being like, can you be my sponsor? It's like me, I would never ask someone to marry me. But anyway, I'm single, don't listen. It's that <laughs> okay, but now, but now, you're saying that now. Okay, but now you're saying that, but okay. But now I'm getting the gist exactly of what a sponsor is. Yeah. What if I want my sponsor to be a certain type of person? And in my mind, mm-hmm. in my mind, I mm-hmm. picked out like, okay, this is the person that I want. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not gonna ask them. Mm-hmm. Same way I wouldn't ask anyone to marry me. But, <laughs> um, I know I want it to be that person. Mm-hmm. So this is I have a I have a few a, a few tips right me too. from my own personal experience and tolls obviously has tips. So the first thing I would say is an introduction right. So you may see your sponsor from afar, like might be a senior leader in your team. You need to find a reason to 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 be conversing with them. So tolls, it's a classic example is I come in early, that person comes in early, we we start talking. It could be you doing that, making sure you know their habits, you can say hi to them, that type of stuff trying to start a conversation with them, but don't be like awkward with it. It's difficult, it's not easy. It could also be to the extent that they're working on a project or they need assistance with something, you offer it, or you could just be making sure that you're working. So if it was me and I wanted a particular partner at a law firm to be my sponsor, 
I would be looking at the associates that he's working with and seeing if I can get involved in what they're doing. Or alternatively, I might go to him and instead of saying, right, can you be my sponsor? Say, oh, do you have anything I can work on you with? Do you have anything I can support you with? It's all those, it's, it's that type of relationship building. So saying you don't want to ask someone to be your sponsor isn't like, I'm just going to wait here for for him to notice me. It's not that. You still have to be proactive in trying to build a relationship with them and try and be genuine and authentic as well. But it's just that you don't take it that step forward to be like, hey, can you be my sponsor? It's more like, um, is there any projects I can work with you on? Or alternatively, I've had an idea for this project. What do you think about this? Like, it's just trying to have those conversations. I think Tolls is quite good at building those relationships. I don't know if you've got anything to add. Um. Upon reflection, the way that I've kind of built relationships with people is maybe actually a lot of the times it's come out of a point of frustration because maybe there's something that I don't particularly know how to do mm-hmm. or I'm trying to do. And I know that person knows how to do it really well. So I ask them, oh, I'm doing this particular task. Um, could you provide me some support on that? And more times people have been happy to do that. And then obviously a lot of people will often want feedback on how it's gone and so from there you start you kind of build a relationship where you've done some work maybe they're checking it over with you and they're saying oh how do you feel about it and then just kind of um building it up from there really I think yeah I think those have been kind of the the ways in which I've been able to build those relationships with people or as Natalie said I noticed something that they know how to do and I'm like oh I'd kind of like to know how to do that as well so you're just very subtle about it you approach it the same way that you'd approach like trying to chirp someone do you know what I mean just say have a little bit I of don't chirp people so I don't know in it well okay actually I do actually I need to stop lying I do chirp people in the rave I need to stop <laughs> Like, don't be just like, hi, hello. Do you know what I mean? Just be like, hey, no, I don't know. That's, I don't know what just I was saying. Just be like, hey, there. what you do? What is a guy like you doing in a place like this? Oh, you God, think? don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. But yeah, no, I think that's an angle that you could kind of get com- um, sponsorship through. Hmm. Um yeah, you're not going to go up to someone and say, I want to be sponsored. Because also what you've got to remember, and I think we've touched upon this in a previous episode, is there is that kind of burden that comes from like mentoring and sponsoring. Mm. So if there's a lot of people approaching this pe- person in that manner, you've got to kind of be aware of that. Not necessarily that of all the people that's asked them, but they might be in that position. So you just kind of got to feel the waters out a little bit in, in that respect. Quick question to add. Problem. Does... I know we said before um, about it's not that that type of sponsorship, but does sponsorship come with financial benefits in terms of like, okay, for example, like, okay. I don't know if you guys have experience, like, okay, I've seen it happen, not to myself, but um, that there'd be like events going on and they'd be able to like get you in for free or you'd be able yeah, to get like 100%. VIP passes and VIP backstage because there's been events like in the careers world where people have gone and they've had like special vip all that stuff yeah well, so does we'll that talk, happen yeah we'll talk about that um that's actually on my list of things that i want to talk about when they're thinking about oh exactly sorry i'm what, jumping the gun no 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 <laughs> <laughs> exactly what a sponsor can do i think a way to also go about getting a sponsor um is to increase your visibility at work as well so um sponsorship is um based around even if it's not a formal um, crystallized relationship or arrangement is based around people talking about you when you're not in the room the best way for people to talk about you when you're not in the room 
apart from doing good work is to increase visibility so that could be getting involved with any other projects that your workplace is going on putting your hand up for different opportunities doing team presentations i mean there's there's always a line to be crossed between um raising your visibility and just being annoying um that's a delicate balance but um you know what at the end of the day i feel like closed mouths don't get fed and if you really want a promotion you really need to go for it um, and you can work that balance out, something that you feel comfortable with. But I know for me, um, a lot of the work I did in my previous firms in relation to diversity and supporting the firm on that front led to me getting opportunities in terms of people knowing who I was, having a raised, raised profile in the firm and people outside of my department knowing who I was. Um, that's just my own personal experience. And then another way, um, I think like we said, is also being intentional. So like Toll says, if you know that um, a certain senior leader or person you want to sponsor you starts work at eight o'clock you start work at eight o'clock too so that you have that time with them also like you said Rachel picking a specific person rather than just being like I just want anyone out here to sponsor me and just like mm. taking your pick just looking at who is in the senior leadership who do you feel like you're more aligned with and who do you feel like would be the most helpful person sometimes we have assumptions for example like we might always assume that because we're women other women might be the most helpful that doesn't always work sometimes mm -hmm. like a white old man is probably going to be the best sponsor you've ever had even though he's technically on paper the complete opposite from you so i would say one keep an open mind but also be mm -hmm. intentional like if you want to sponsor be clear about where you feel like you need the help what you would like them to do because that informs who you engage with there's like there's no point me picking a sponsor that works in the litigation team when I work in real estate because that person in the litigation team no matter how senior they are doesn't have any influence over what's going on in my promotion mm. ranking so you just have to think of it like like kind of that way like just make sure because you can get sponsors that you can have a sponsor who's quite senior but when it comes to your day-to-day -day life can't really put you mm -hmm. forward for any opportunities or make any benefit in your life you can just talk about you in rooms where nobody really cares about you anyway <laughs> um, yeah i wanted to add on top of that so um also being helpful so it's funny because obviously we spoke about doing too much but there's a fine balance to be had but this is where the mm -hmm. being intentional and strategic is like make sure or maybe what you do is plan it for a period of times so when you enter a new role maybe be that mm -hmm. uber helpful person for like the first month or two mm -hmm. so that you can forge relationships with people and they know you as a helpful person but then after a point you do still need to actually institute some boundaries so don't yep. become the lucky but um, use it as an opportunity <laughs> <laughs> to make some inroads with people and they will just remember you as that person oh when I had an issue with this this person was really helpful mm -hmm. and you will get a lot of people coming up to you asking you for various different things but yeah you just kind of need to manage that for yourself as to um how long you keep doing that for before mm. it's the case of okay you know I'm very, yeah exactly do you know what I mean and that can be tricky I'm not even gonna lie even at this agent stage and status and make it up sorry that is yeah yeah um that can be a tricky one to navigate and I haven't always got it right as well sometimes mm. I'm just like right nah you man's just taking a mickey fam you just think I'm just your executive assistant I'm not fam but then at that point sometimes that's when you start you know deprioritizing certain emails and when people ask you why you haven't done it yet so I would you know had my own um, priorities and stuff so I think um being helpful is, is one of the ways in which you can 
um, develop sponsorship relationships um, by proxy. I would also say, and this is a very easy one, just be nice to people at the coffee machine. Just always, uh, do, you, do you need some milk? Do you need some this? Like I saw someone put four sugars in and I said, I don't really think that's a sensible thing that you're doing there. They turned out to be a very senior person. And <laughs> now when they make tea, they hide the amount of sugars they're having from me. But, you know, we've got good relationships. He's down oh. to three now. Well done. But obviously that was that was like a coincidence. But it just it just goes to show you don't know who you're who you're talking to we hear so many stories when people get wrong like assume that like black women are cleaners <laughs> but oh, you know just have conversations and just talk because it flips the other way like you think you're just talking to some any any person and you're talking and building a relationship with someone who's quite senior who's going to remember your kindness so um yes so also yeah. to add on top of that know the org chart like if your company yeah, has true. an org chart <laughs> get it and see if they have pictures if they don't have pictures in the org chart look in the email outlook whatever it is you should be able to see a little picture of them mm -hmm. so that you don't make any costly mistakes <laughs> mm. yeah i'm telling you and um also another way to go about getting a sponsor is there are a lot of diversity schemes um that um companies are putting in place like formal sponsorship and formal mentorship schemes I mean, I haven't participated on a formal sponsorship scheme, so I can't vouch for it either way. But I feel like if there's one going, just jump on it. If it's trash, it's trash. If it's not trash, it could be a really good opportunity for you. And even if it's trash for everyone else, you can still make it a good opportunity for you. And then the last one is networking. Like Toll said, know the org chart, whatnot, whatnot. Um, so guys, what exactly, apart from singing your praises, do we think that a sponsor can actually do for us tolls? Why are you asking me when you know I, I was just you finishing yawning. a yawn? <laughs> <laughs> so rude. I'm a I'm terrorist. Using, I was using that to process my thoughts. Okay. So oh, is it? Okay. What can a sponsor do? I feel like we've already touched upon it, to be honest Definitely, with you. yeah. Um ah oh, okay this is a good one mm -hmm. they can back you up when someone's trying to move mad within a team <laughs> this may or may not <laughs> the way you're coming be with based him on 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 recent personal events. experience it's personal <laughs> experience just own it sis yeah because they can vouch for your character vouch for the 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 caliber of your output and your work mm -hmm. and they can vouch for the relationship that they have with you um in those instances as well so they can act as your um your your defense your defense lawyer basically <laughs> as i think you mentioned before um mm -hmm. they can act as your advocates obviously um as we touched upon um they can also in very many ways and i've had this happen before um mm -hmm. they can also be a doorway to more opportunities for you if that particular circumstance and place that you're in isn't really for you they can use their connections um to kind of get you situated somewhere else that they mm. know and you know mm. would be good for you um so that's always really nice and kind when people offer make those kind of offers and things like that um yeah those are the only ones that i can think of for now yeah i think that's covered all of the ones that i had because i had they can help you get a new job like you said help you get promoted i also said that they could stop you getting fired or made redundant because sometimes 
we all we all seen redundancy processes. Sometimes people who are incompetent are shielded, shielded with the blood of Jesus. It's not the blood of Jesus, ah! it's their sponsor. That's it. So I'm not saying just to clarify, I'm not saying that we're advocating getting sponsors or using sponsors <laughs> to justify incompetence. I'm just saying we've seen existent we've seen examples where sponsorship trumps hard work. And what I'm saying is that nine times out of ten, when you have good relationships, you are protected from all kinds of things happening in your organization, um, specifically. But that was one thing when I was doing my research, reading the McKenzie report, that McKinsey report, sorry, was saying again and again that sponsors don't just help promote, they also help sustain and and protect you. And people will fight for people that that they feel are integral to the business for whatever reason, even if they don't have the closest relationship with them. And also, like Rach said, they can help you get access to resources. So like Rach said, attending conferences, get you on courses. If you need more secretarial support or you need better gadgets at work, if you have a sponsor, um, you know, and you mention it like, oh, my wrist or oh, my this, <laughs> you know, or oh, there's this conference, you know, or if a conference does come up and there's an, an opportunity for, for them to bring a plus one, your sponsor can think of you and can bring you along. And that's an opportunity you may not get in a normal situation. So there are lots of different things they can get. And I think that's important when we think about why we actually want a sponsor and what we see the sponsor's role in our career is to understand that they do a multitude of things rather than just trying to get promoted. Even for me personally, having a sponsorship has led to me getting a better quality of work. And like Toll says, when I'm upset about things, being able to explain how I feel, I don't want to say vent, um, in a kind of passing... Confide, isn't it? Yeah, in a passing way has led to better opportunities for me. And also, I think it's good for your confidence to know that even officially or unofficially, you have someone in your corner mm. who who is defending you or who wants to see you win. I think that's good, especially at times when the resilience is a bit low. But one thing I did want to touch upon, because we're coming towards the end um, of this episode, is just understanding the difference between like a sponsor and a mentor. Because I feel mm. like people use those two terms. Interchangeably. Interchangeably and then not. So I see like, I see like a sponsor, like the rich auntie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you'll be like, auntie, oh, oh, this life I'm living, and she just gives you like a Louis Vuitton handbag. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. And then I see like the mentor more so like the big sister, like you need to do this and you need to think about this and you need to do this and you need to think about this and you need to improve this. Because I feel like sponsors mm. are just there to like sprinkle. They they're like they make appearances. They're like the fairy god career fairy mm. godmothers. Whereas I feel like your mentor is like the person who's, okay, we need to check in and you need to do this and mm, you need to do that and you, and you need to do that. And you can see that just from a time commitment and emotional investment, they're two very different roles. Mm. Now me, I don't have power to be anyone's sponsor as yet. I was going to say, I was going to touch upon this, but go on. But I can't wait to be someone's sponsor. Can you imagine I just drop in, just just drop a little That's seasoning, it. seasoning to the seat to the to the to the soup, and just be like, oh, here's mm. a bit of chili, here's a bit of paprika. I don't want to have to be chopping up onions, chopping up chicken, mm-hmm. putting in the cock thing, stirring it round. Stir. It. That's what I mean. I feel like a mentor is 
it is like hard work, like regular chefs. They're the chef in the kitchen. Yeah, they're whipping it up. I just want to be the person that's like, oh, how do I decorate Sponsor this? Sponsor is how the waiter I... that delivers. It's like, bang, bang, yeah, bang. Exactly. The easier, it's not easy because I feel like both of them, mm. you're putting your reputation online. It's easy, easier. I don't know. I but feel the like thing easier. is, I reckon you've probably been a sponsor in some way, shape, or form. No, I have before. not. I don't no. like taking responsibility for other people. I could no. just like, take responsibility for myself. No, but you've definitely been in positions before, I reckon, where you've recommended someone or said, oh, this person is kind of yeah. good at this thing. Do you know what I mean? That's a form of sponsorship. And I feel yeah, like definitely. I've done that before. Even sometimes when maybe someone's asked me for something, mm-hmm. can I do something? I've recognised that I don't have the particular skill set, but I'm like, but I know this person and they're amazing at it. And I think that they would really work. Mm-hmm. I think that's a form of sponsorship, isn't it? To me personally, like I don't feel entirely confident it's like when we was talking about and bring me in because i feel like oh if i recommend someone and they just burn down my mm. whole workplace hey or if i'm like yeah yeah this person should get promoted and then they come nah, i'm not gonna go that far still <laughs> <laughs> not right now. i don't have the, the professional I'm capital not, i'm not i'm not there yet i'm not there no. yet hopefully i'll get there and um i look forward to the time because then i have to be a boss to be able to just be like Psh. So then question, yeah. does your sponsor <laughs> have to be older than you? I feel like they need to be more senior or else what is the point? No, yeah. definitely more senior, but you could have somebody that's more senior than you, that's younger than you. So that's yeah. what I'm asking about yeah. age. Yeah. They don't have to be, not, I, they don't have to be older than me. Nope. They just have to be more senior. They need to have okay. power. Okay. Just for adults. I, I know some people have, I think some people feel like, because I, I think people feel that about me. Like, if I'm in a certain position, they look at me and think, okay, right, she's this age, she's this... Mm-hmm. They, they just don't see how it's meshing together. How is she here? That's so... their own limitations. <laughs> and I really yeah. understand that because this is why every day I'm mentioning my age in the workplace because some people try to take my feet idiot. No. Yeah. Like, just yeah, they like... do. I have to be like, I'm 34, you know. I'm 34. You know what I mean? I'm 34. Like, every day and night for my age. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> And then they'll be like, Just so you know. Oh, you're 34. You look so young. I wouldn't even think you're past 28. No. Yeah, darling, darling, darling. Who is your darling? Ah. No, I do call people in the workplace. I'm older than you. I need to stop that. Sorry, but... No, I don't take that personally, to be honest with you. It just depends how people, like, yeah, no. Sometimes I try to get out of my head a little bit with that mm. as well, because you never know, because no one ever says it for, um, for certain. But sometimes from the way people talk to you and you're just like, you're on crud because... Yeah. Do you know whom I am? <laughs> yeah. It's mad. That's why I oh, that's asked that question. That's I feel problem. like some people become a bit like intimidated. Like I don't want this person to help me at all because she or he is younger than me. Then so why is am their... I going to them for help? That is their problem. That is their problem. If they want to use that to limitate limit limit, sorry, their progress in the workplace, that is completely up to them. Like it like if that's because if it if they're if that's a perspective in terms of who they're approaching for sponsorship, then that's something that they really have to deal with internally. We're not here to tell people to like be sensible, like use common sense and wisdom. Like, like there's gonna be people that's younger than you that are further than you in life. Like and that's just how it get is. over it. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, and I feel like it's even though it's not the same as mentoring, it's like there is a humility in sponsorship in the idea mm-hmm. that it goes beyond you and your work product and that you do actually need someone else to help to put, you to help you. And that goes in like any other industry, whether it's entertainment, legal, 
I was having a conversation with my bosses about like promotion to partner and there was like you don't apply for it you have to get recommended therefore if you don't have a sponsor can you imagine you'll mm. never become partner wild that's so, hardship mad exactly. so some people are waiting for that for ages years but yeah that's what you hear a lot of the time like some mm. people have been I'm working here for 10 years and I still not be made partner sometimes there is valid like um it's valid crit- critique in terms of discrimination but mm. I always encourage people in those instances to first self-reflect on every other aspect mm-hmm. first mm. before landing on discrimination because yeah. it could be something else, possibly. And I feel like a lot of the reason that we had these conversations about sponsorship after the Black Lives Matter when everyone decided to get a racial conscience, don't know if it still lasted, was because there was an acknowledgement basically that we do face barriers as black women that yeah. have absolutely nothing to do with our ability and we do need to we effectively need people to make a conscious effort to put us on. And that doesn't sit entirely well with me, but I just... It's like affirmative action, it's become like a dirty word. Not even word. that, it's just kind of like, well, if I'm good, why do I need you to... Why do I need you to consciously reflect and be like, oh, I need to put her on because she's black and da-da-da, or I need to be... Like, you should have just recognised my worth in the first place. Mm. However, we are where we are, we're doing what we're, what we're doing. And we're trying to get to a point so that by the time our children are in these environments, if they choose to proceed in these Babylonian pathways, that ultimately we won't be having the conversations, won't be as loud. They'll just be part and parcel of everybody has a sponsor and they don't need to have a specific sponsorship program or specific drive to be sponsors for black women because everyone will be like, right, you know, we are a meritocratic society. Maybe mm. not my children, my my great-great-grandchildren. No, do you know what? I really feel like it could be, like, whilst we're alive, because think how far things have come mm. from, like, when our parents were working. They could never mm. have dreamed of, like, some of the situations mm. and opportunities that, that we have. Um, to the point it scares them so much that they're just like, play it safe, play it safe. All their advice is, like, play it safe advice. So I do think it can, it can happen. It seems... Mm-hmm. Un- unbelievable right now but do you know what let's see let's see let's see let's see um i think the last question i was going to ask before ending was can you be a sponsor but i think we've already touched on that um the answer is yes i mean i do interview people mm. i do i do, I do what, that, what's that got to do with sponsoring from yeah well okay maybe it's not sponsored i'm like oh if i see a black person i'm putting them through is that nepotism then that's not sponsored is that what you're saying right here on this podcast with people listening i'm rooting for everybody black unconscious bias i'm rooting for everybody black that's better that's a better way to put it it's always really clever when she said that it's a bigger issue but i haven't i interviewed anybody black anyway so that's neither here nor there i have once have you did you give them a job so we decided to not That's give a no. the job. Wow, <laughs> Charles. Wow, was this? Wow, wow, what can are we you, doing here? Hey, God. Can you not disgrace my On the name? flip no. side, I've done <laughs> interviews and I let the black person Excuse me. Yes, Rachel. Shut up. Shut up. Excuse me. The role was cancelled. The role was cancelled. That's what happened. Oh, how convenient. The role was cancelled. Listen, just because someone's... One thing I'm going to tell you here, just because someone's black, don't mean they got to get the role. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't mean they got to get the role. 
I want everyone to understand it's called that. reparations. Anyway, yeah, it's yeah, true. reparations. <laughs> but if you employ someone on the basis no, of that, you're right. You can't. Yeah, it you don't can't make do sense. Yeah. yeah, you have to make sure be like, on a basic level. They'll be like, who hired? Who was on the hiring team? And then they'll be like, it was toes. And then you spend like you just with your head down in the office. No, they have to have. That's not my name. No, as a basic level, they have to have the create the credentials. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. You cannot come and disgrace me. Oh please, we've moved beyond that now. Before I felt like it was just like by any means necessary but now it's like mm. oh so you're less malcolm more martin okay i see you yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah exactly that's what we've got to in society <laughs> anyway anyway we have come to the end of this episode thank you so much um for listening i really hope the conversation was beneficial for those who are looking for a sponsor those who might possibly be a sponsor and any kind of hr or other professionals that are listening just to get our perspective on how important sponsorship is for our progression and all that good stuff um as always and this is a polite request but a genuine one please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to help us get the word out we're also on linkedin so please follow the linkedin page it's black women working we also post um links to our episodes on there as well and remember we can always keep the conversation going on social media um, using the hashtag which is hashtag bww podcast uk please feel free to add us on twitter instagram at bww podcast uk and please also email us or dm us like we've got some lovely messages a lot of people asking questions asking for help making episode suggestions and it is just so good um, for us to hear from people because sometimes we can get in a little echo chamber but we're really doing this to help other black women so if you're listening and this podcast is beneficial to you or you think there's anything that we can do better that we can improve and um, please email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com or drop us a dm and we'll get back to you and i think that is it for us ladies so i will say bye adios ciao easy. have a blessed week bye bye, bye. bye.